The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. I'm your host, Joey Bushnell. Today I'm joined by a top copywriter named Brett Thompson. You can find out more about Brett over at brettthompson.com. Brett, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Thanks, Joey, mate. It's an absolute um, uh, pleasure and privilege. Brett, how did you become a copywriter? Uh, yeah, good question, man. Not um, not a usual um, course that most people, you know, path, I suppose. But um, just I'll, I'll, in, in summary, I... I'd, um, I was pr- proud father of um, twin boys, and um, and I, I pretty much went all through school, never never read a book, and um, failed English just miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, and my whole life after school became a big uh, big party really until um, until I was blessed with twin boys, and it kind of made me um, kind of think about life and the future and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, so I read my first book when I was probably my mid twenties called "Awaken the Giant Within" by Anthony Robbins. Mm-hmm. And uh, prior to that, the only anything I did read um, was Mad magazines and the occasional choose your own adventure books, <laughs> you know. And um, so I I got right into personal development and um, and just became just started just ferociously reading as much personal development stuff as I could. Um, to the point where I thought, man, you know, kids really need to hear this because I didn't really learn goals and um, and you know, creating a destiny and and communication skills and all and self esteem, all that kind of stuff at school. So I thought, you know, um, someone's got to really teach this to kids. So I had the my first idea to jump into my own business. Right? So I asked all my friends. I said, what do you think? I want to start my own business and teach kids um, all, all the life skills. You know, kids between seven to thirteen. And everyone said, yep, fantastic, but it's a brilliant idea. Um, and that doesn't matter who I asked, everyone just gave me super positive feedback. So I um, took, took the leap of faith because I've been in uh, the same job for about 15 years and I just knew I was, uh, although I was you know, quite successful in that, I just knew I was meant to be doing something else in my life and um, just didn't know exactly what it was. But I, I had this, this dream of running personal development workshops for kids, so I'd um, jumped into my own business and um, and look, everyone was right. Every single person I mentioned it to said that's a brilliant idea. But the problem was, no one was prepared to pay for it. <laughs> so um, I, I learned very quickly that you can have um, a brilliant idea on one side, but unless you don't, don't know marketing, and you can lose a lot of money, right? And that's exactly what happened to me. I think in my first year, you know, raising boys, I turned over um, sixteen thousand dollars. Australian dollars uh, for the year, right? That's pretty tough, right? Um, so then I found myself in a um, marketing seminar, and um, a guy came across uh, on stage, and he was known as a millionaire maker in Australia. His name is Mal Emery, and he said, um, right, "What I'm going to share with you now has made me more money than anything I've done in my whole life." I remember just sitting in the crowd on the edge of my seat, seat pen in hand, thinking. Whatever comes out of this guy's mouth, I'm going to do it no matter what. And he said, 
It's the art of writing compelling words on paper, better known as copywriting. I know, no, <laughs> I hate reading, I hate writing. I've, like, I've only just started reading. Um, and then he introduced the guy on, uh, on stage by the name of Pete Godfrey, who is in Australia, known as one of the best copywriters in the country. And, and Pete did a presentation on copywriting, and I really um, made sense for me, right? Because um, at first I thought, you know, how's he going to talk about such a boring subject? But he, he did it in a real entertaining way. Um, and so anyway, so I, I, I put spent my last $500 and, and went into a, one of Pete's copywriting courses. And the penny really dropped for me, right? Because I really got um, – it gave me a lot of hope in the way that I realized you didn't have to – it wasn't all about being a great writer. Um, all it is is um, – you know, Claude Hopkins said it best, I believe. Um, I wasn't Claude Hopkins, but uh, earlier than that. But um, John, he said it was um, salesmanship in print. All right, so you had to just have some good um, sales skills and, le- and learn how to um, translate that into words. And it wasn't really your success wasn't dictated about how good you were at English and and, and grammar and all that kind of stuff. So I thought, mm-hmm. awesome, because mine was like way below average. And um, so, mate, I, I applied some copywriting skills into my own business and, and things started picking up and then all of a sudden people started ringing me and saying, hey, Brett, who's doing your um, your copywriting? I said, well, well, it's me. And they said, well, look, we're looking for us um, to pay someone to do some copywriting right now. Um, are you interested? And I thought, well, since I'm not earning really any money, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> and um, So I um, started doing a bit of copy for people and just started really um, hitting some, you know, hitting some make, um Big winners for people, right? Because just following these principles, which I'm happy to share on this call. And um, next thing, Mal Emery, the millionaire maker, uh, rang me up out of the blue and said, um, "Hey, Brett, I'm looking at a sale over here, and um, is and uh, is did you write this?" And he told me what it was. I said, "Yeah, I did." And he said, "Mate, that's one of the best sales that I've seen written in this country for years." I went, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But um, it's, it's, and he cut a long story short, mate. Within within um, 12 months, I was Mal, Mal and me had a team of about 12 different copywriters, and um, and I started. I jumped into that team, started doing stuff for him. And then within six months, after hitting winner out of winner um, for in his for his clients, I became his um, personal copywriter. Um, um, so yeah, I went from 16k to about 200k of turnover because of my copywriting skills in 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and inside of that, also, um, a mate of mine, we went halves in a in a business. I didn't have, at the time. I didn't have um, any money to invest in it. I just um, offered my copywriting skills, and he, we bought the marketing rights for um, a product, and everyone was struggling to sell it for about uh, $498, right? And I looked at all the sales copies. It was just a direct mail business, actually, and I looked at the offline ads, the sales letters, the follow-up emails, all that kind of stuff. I thought, man, this could use a massive overhaul. So while everyone was struggling to sell it for $498, I was hitting some, I was getting some great success. We just kept on upping the price. I ended up upping the price to $1,498 and outsold every other distributor by 600%. Wow. And we, um, and the cool thing is, Joey, I, we didn't change the product one single bit. All we did was change the words in our marketing and the copywriting. And uh, we went from a start and scratch to um, um, 125K turnover in five months. So that's how I um, – yeah, that's really how I came into copywriting. And then from that, that business um, um, ended up, you know, folding for um, some other reason from the distributor. But 
Um, then I just turned my hand into, um, you know, writing for other people and, um, and really got a good name for myself as kind of a good reputation as being the big idea, so big idea, big idea guy in Australia, like coming up with massive ideas that make people respond and things like that. And, um, um, yeah, so then, um, got, we're very well known in Australia. Then I, um, someone asked me to, um, you know, teach what I know on stage. And, um, so I did that and got a massive response. And so now I really enjoy, enjoy teaching, not all the time. I thought probably, 95% of my income really comes from in the trenches working and because and, I think you've got to stay sharp in this game and, mm-hmm. and um, instead of spending time teaching all the time. So so I do I do, do a lot of uh, do teaching as well. But, um, yeah, that's just a quick, quick wrap-up of my story, mate. Thank you for that. It sounds like a cool story. And it's also cool to hear that you had twins, Brett, because my wife and I actually have, have twins on the way as well. So, oh, awesome, um, man. Yeah, so I might have a chat with you after the call is finished and get some tips. Yeah, life-changing. Awesome. I bet it is. So moving on to the the questions, my first question is you've just talked about salesmanship in print and you've mentioned in some of your materials that I've read, you often use the term sales intuition. I'm just wondering, how do we tune into our own sales intuition? Yeah, good good question, mate. Um, Look, it's something I... um, I did... I I didn't learn this in... in, um, in, in any copywriting course, but since I've dug deeper, I've found other people have, and that is, look, the, well, here's the thing. Let me start by saying this: when I um my my rapid success in copywriting was really based around some f- fundamental copywriting skills and things like that. Um, um, but the more now years of oh, seven or eight years have passed, I, I know the the biggest area for big success in, in copywriting is, is in the researching part, okay? So mm-hmm. it's pretty common for me to spend about um, 70 80% of my time researching and um, about what the, about the client and, and what makes them tick and things like that. And then the 20% is actually writing. So your, to answer your question, um, to really tap into your intuition, first of all is to, to acknowledge that you actually do have intuition. You know, you see people that they kind of skite and they say, you know, um, I'm tuned in and, um, you know, and they, they, great intuition. Look, that's fantastic, but I believe everyone has it. And, and I'm not one of those tree hugging hippies who thinks, you know, you have to meditate and all that. But, um, and I, but here's the thing to, to tap into the intuition. Um, a lot, a lot of people say to me, Brett, you know, all these ideas you come up with, your mind just mustn't, just mustn't stop. It must go 24 seven. And they're absolutely right. But for me to come up with, you know, big idea and tap into some intuition of what the client wants, I actually have to slow down and relax. You know, an example I use is, um, you know, when you're at a, at a party or a seminar and you, and you, you see someone across the room and they, you, um, they start walking towards you and they go, hey, Joey, how are you, mate? And they race up to you with a hand out to shake your head and you just can't think of their name. You go, know, oh, I should know this person. So you go, hey, buddy, how are you? And, um, and then... Um, you know, you, you you all night you're thinking, gosh, what's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? And then anyway, you forget about it. Then you, you drive home and you relax. You put the music on. You just cruise, and all of a sudden, bing! Then his name pops in your head, right? So what happened is your um, your mind um, relaxed. See, we spend about ninety percent of our time in the active mind, um, where it's just um, clutter, 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 all busy, busy thoughts, but. Your intuition is actually in your subconscious mind, where your memory is, and your intuition and creativity. So, um, so to do that, um, I um, purposely um, 
just take time out away from the computer. I unplug and I just try and put myself in the shoes of the client. And I, but to do that, I, it's not all about meditation, man. And, and if, um, if you do, I research anything from Gary Halbert, he's famous for saying motion beats meditation. So you've got to do some work. But, um, but I, um, I interview my clients, you know, um, an average copywriter when they take on a project, they'll give their, the client, uh, a questionnaire so, and to find out what makes their clients tick, right? And, and, and what keeps them up at night and what are their objections and fears and desires and all that. Well, that's cool, but the business owner is not, is not the person who's going to be buying the product. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so what I do, I say, thanks for filling that out. That's, that's based on his opinion. Then I'll ask for 10 of his clients, some that have just recently done business with him, some that took a long time, and some that have been in business with him for a long time. And I just want a good mix, and I'll, I'll ring them up and introduce myself and um, say, hey, I'm working with you know Joe Blow, and um, I'm helping them with their marketing. I asked for a list of uh, his, his favorite clients, and your name came up. Do you mind if I ask a few questions because we want to you know, roll this out for, to help more people? Something like that, right? And everyone, everyone bar none says, yeah, no worries, you know, and, um, and I just ask them. Here's the thing. I, I used to ask, what do you think will work? What headline will work? Just don't do that, right? Because they, they're not really, they're not tuning in. But what I do ask is their story. And so tell me how you came across it. Um, cause that, you know, when you ask people survey type questions, they get compelled to sort of try and give you an answer that you think you want to hear. You know, that's, it's a bit of an ego thing. Um, subconsciously they don't realize, but they try and, sound all smart and intelligent and give you cool answers. But if you ask them their story, mm-hmm. then that can't change. And I get a lot of gold from the story. Um, and then um, so I create a bit of an avatar of, of the ideal client, and then I spend time and um, and just harness intuition and um, and really try and work out, put myself in their shoes and watch them make them tick and things like that. So, um, yeah, there's a bit of gold. There's a lot more. I've done training on um, how to come up with a big idea and – that's just one part of it, but I think what I what I like teaching my copy covers is um, just believe that you do have the intuition and um, and and just harness that. Since you're known as the big idea guy, how does someone find their million dollar big idea? Oh, awesome question, man. Um, look, there's look, there's many things, and I could I could do a whole call just on this. But mm-hmm. here's here's some of the um, some of the ways I do it. Um, Definitely what I told you will all work, come up with a big idea because whether you're copywriting, you come up with a big idea for your clients or you're doing it for yourself. Um, the first thing I, I tell people to do is actually take time out um, to actually come up with it. Right? Don't just expect it's going to happen. Um, and a great example is uh, Isaac Newton You know, went to um, Cambridge University and at the time the university was uh, had to shut down because of the plague, right? So he was an avid student, and uh, and that's where you go in, in, you know, to learn, 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 learn. But um, when when the university shut down, um, he had nowhere to go to learn. So he went back home and just started to think, right? And in that time, he came up with some of the world's greatest scientific breakthroughs that the world's ever seen, because he stopped learning and started to think. So. Um, so I tell people, first of all, create time. What I do, create space, uh, create the environment. So I, I, I often get away from the, the computer, right? Um, cause that's too distracting. I'll take a, pen, a notepad and pen and just have, um, a brainstorming session, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just let it, let it flow. Um, and then, um, and also a, a good indicator of a good big idea 
is uh, is you come up with your, your um, magic wish list or the magic wand list. But depend, uh, sorry, pretend you have a a magic wand and you say if you could make anything happen or the most, you know, whatever, then just write it down and don't don't be held back. And and, and if you if when if you come up with ideas that make you feel scared and you feel it in your body, it's a bit um, a bit scary. And that's the great direction to head towards. You know, one of my favourite sayings is. Um, fear is a scarecrow of fools and a beacon for wise men. So uh, while most people get um, I turn away from something that's scary, I I feel the fear and go, wow, then I'm on the other side of that must be something pretty awesome. So I'll go, I'll head towards it. You know, it's not as easy as that. Sometimes you, you've got to work on it, but but that's um it's 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 something that most people don't do. So mm-hmm. the magic wand list, mate, is really cool. Um, Mastermind group is great if you can just brainstorm with other people. There's a lot of power in mastermind, uh, even if you can only hook up with one other person. Um, I um, sometimes I, I've, I've, I've realised over the years that I'm awesome at coming up with big ideas for other people, but um, for myself, um, it really helps if I've got someone just to air my thoughts out and bounce off them. You know, yeah. um, and sometimes if I've got no one, um, for some reason I just want to do it on the spot. Then I'll actually try and uh, this sounds a bit weird, but I'll pretend that I've uh, I've got Gary Halbert or um, you know John Carlin or Dan Kennedy uh, in the room, and I think right, and I'll try and pull on, to, on what would they come up with, what would they contribute to this conversation. So I'll make up a uh, a, a pretend mastermind, <laughs> and it's it's really funny. And if you've researched these guys like I have, and Gary Halbert's, um, I mean I just read everything he's done. Um, Every morning before, every day I started, I was reading Halbert stuff. So, so I could actually, um, adequately, you know, uh, hear his voice and, and, and get really good ideas from that, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Thank you. A really well known and popular piece of copywriting advice is that it's less about the features and all about the benefits. But you say to go one step further than that, which is turning benefits into feelings. So why should we do this and any tips on how we can put this into our copywriting? Yeah, okay, mate. Um, look, yeah, well, basically it's under the premise of, you know, people buy with emotion and, and, and not logic, okay? Uh-huh. Now, in saying that, you still need logic um, uh, because, you know, if it's just if – and the reason being, if you, you can get them all wound up with emotion, but if, if they – if you sell them a product where, um, like, to um, – to a husband, to, to a guy, and he has to check with his wife before he, he purchases, right? Mm-hmm. Then, um, then you have to arm him with, with, um, uh, and you, he has to, um, if he's not gonna, he, he might not, I guess what I'm trying to say, you have to arm him with enough, um, evidence that he can go to his partner mm-hmm. and sell her on the idea to, uh, exchange money for your product. Okay. So emotion's great. Uh, and he'll he'll get him, but you have to still arm him with with logic as well. So um, just so because she obviously hasn't gone through the same journey as, as he has to you know come to that buying decision. So in saying that, um, uh, yeah, features uh, are still important. You need to put some features in there, but um, it always go to the the benefits. What that what what that feature would do for them. Mm-hmm. But try and um, and never miss an opportunity to take it one step further and. Um, and talk in the language of what emotion they get with that. And and the example of um, use is you know the old the bike you know has got ten gears and ten gears is the feature and the feature of that is you can climb hills you know 
Sorry, sorry, the benefit of that is you can climb hills faster. But I'll go one step further. What's the benefit of climbing hills faster? Well, um, you can actually lose weight. All right? So what's, what's the benefit of losing weight? And or what's the emotion for, for losing weight? Well, if you feel more confident and for women it's more, you feel more sexy and those things. So what, what are you really selling? Are you selling the 10, 10 gears or are you selling confidence and sexiness and, and, and those kind of things? So, um, yeah, you just, you always, always, Look for um, to inject emotion in, in everything you do. Why should we think of every possible reason why a client should not buy from us? Um, good question. Um, because one objection missed is a sale missed. Simple as that. Okay. And that's that's what comes in um, in, in the researching phase. Um, people say to me, um, you know, oh, I, I never, you know. I never read those long sales letters and, and who does, you know, and most people don't read them and, and they're 100% right. Most people don't read the long form sales letters, but mm-hmm. um, the buyers will read as much as they, they need to get to the um, point, to get to the point where they're ready to buy. Okay. So that, they might not read every single word, but, um, see, the, the, the length of the copy should be determined, in my opinion, um, enough to cover every single objection. And hit every single hot point because everyone's going to have different reasons. I mean, when you come up with the headline, the big idea, you're trying to come up with um, the mass um, desire or the mass, um, yeah, the, the number one reason shared by the most amount of people. But still, people will buy for different reasons, and people won't buy for different reasons. So you need to cover all of that okay. because an objection miss is a sale missed. And um, and I've, um, I know. Um, um, a, a gentleman I went to a seminar with, and um, he uh, he we, it was just a, a presentation for property, and and there was all these better all these plus plus. It was an amazing opportunity, and um, question and answer kind of time came at the end, and some great questions, and the, and the speaker was just answering them so well. And then one question came up, and um, and he answered it okay, but not real solidly. So. Uh, I chatted him afterwards. I said, uh, so what do you think? He said, yeah, that's, um, sounds pretty exciting, but I, he didn't really answer that question too well, so I, I don't think I'm going to go with it. So all it took was just one objection not to be missed and uh, mm-hmm. an objection not covered properly, and he lost the sale. So that's why you should find out every single reason that's going to stop people from buying okay. and cover that copy. I read something on your blog which is very interesting, something you mentioned called an ROI click. What is an ROI click and how can it help us? Okay, so yeah, return on investment. Um, look, it's just a powerful um, click and if people don't know what a click is, that's um, it's, you know, a click of the dial. If you're going to um, open a safe, you know, there's a certain amount of clicks you need to open the safe and get the treasure. Mm-hmm. So in the copywriting world, we say, um, you know, what, what click are you going to use here and things like that. And one of the... Um, the most powerful ones to use, if you can, is show them how that when they purchase their money, they, uh, what kind of return on investment they're going to get. Don't just assume they're going to work it out. Don't ever, <laughs> don't ever assume they're going to work it out in their mind by themselves. Okay. So, um, so you've got to really demonstrate, you know, um, that you know if they buy your ebook for you know thirty seven dollars, and if they um, apply, you know, what they learn, this this is obviously in. Um, and on the subject of making money or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, then they, they can, you know, get their money back in, you know, three or double their money back in three weeks and then within a month they can earn the first $1,000 and, and so on and so on and, and just really stretch it out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, look, and I always try. I do it. I try and do it um, on a lot of. I really try and in all different industries. I'll, I'll try to even for dog dog breeding. Um, you know, some people you know only come to dog breeding how to do it for their pup, right? Just to, to do a safe breeding um, home breeding for their pup. But I, I said, listen, if you want to do it for money, um, here's how you can make um, an extra, you know, eleven thousand dollars every nine months. And I, and so I, I, I show them that as well, even though they might not be there. But it's just like it's just an opportunity to show them a return on investment because it's um, um it's just really because uh, because people don't don't buy from you if they don't believe you, they don't buy from you if they don't trust you, and um, so if they can see um, a, a good return on investment quickly, then it kind of um, takes a lot of the, the risk and the ants away and they um, and they can um, you know get to the decision the purchase decision a lot quicker. My final question is how do we construct the perfect offer? What goes into that? Oh all right, man, great question. And and look, I will say this is um, a more powerful question than most people realise because, you know, earlier on the interview I said since I've been in this game for um, uh, a, a number of years now, I realise that you know the more I'm in it, the, the, the most important thing you can do is research and the list and, and understanding the, the list, right? But the second most important thing is 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 the offer. And um, I think it was uh, an old school copywriting underground genius. His name was Dick Benson. He's um, I believe he was the first one to say, but he said behind every um, marketing campaign, a successful marketing campaign, the success is broken up into um, 40% is the list, 20% is the is the offer, and 20% is sales copy to carry all that through. And Marianne Triboli, who's um, sorry, Melly Ellen Triboli, who's you know one of the best direct response marketers, who turns million dollar companies into hundred million dollar companies in 12 months, um, she goes on to say that 60% is to do with the list, and 30% is the offer, and 10% is the sales copy. So I'll tell you that for this reason: that is um, when you Come up with the offer. Obviously, it starts with finding out what, um, who the target market is and what's going to make them um, respond. And that really comes in the researching phase. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, stating the obvious is, you know, you give them what they want, not what they need. Okay, because that's, um, that's, that's most important. Um, and it really comes, all the stuff I've shared with you um, already about the, coming up with a big idea, that's the kind of same stuff that I come up with in the offer. Right? Yeah. Um, but there's, there's there's key elements in the offer which you shouldn't um, which can re- really um, you know make it um, taken home and that is and I'll just share it quickly with you now well you can do everything right in the offer right you can come up with a, a, the the brilliant idea and you can communicate that in the perfect way in the headline um, and for instance let's say um, there was an advertisement in the local newspaper about um, a, a lawnmower and the and the the, the guy, you know, the father's reading it in the in the paper, and the, the headline really pulls him in, mm-hmm. and um, and also the um, and he's reading the all, all the features and the benefits and the, the bullet points and the and the conversational copy. It's just everything's going for it, and there's a, a massive discount. Um, he goes, "Wow, that's fantastic!" Right now, he's pretty red hot to buy, right? But 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 um. But for some reason, he didn't jump in his car and go and do it. Okay, so what would what what would that reason be? Probably because they didn't put any um, urgency or scarcity on there. So they they got him, um, you know, three quarters of the way to the to the purchase with the offer. But if they didn't say, listen, um, 
you, you know, this, this is only for um, this weekend only or today only, or there's only five um, lawnmowers left, uh, first in, first serve, and that's actually that closes the deal. That's actually going to make him jump in his car or jump on the phone, ring up and just secure it. So I, I believe um, that's a, a lot of people that I, you know, when I talk at seminars, they say, uh, oh, we hate that scarcity and then that urgency. It's so false and hypey and all that. I said, yeah, look, I totally understand. That's it's totally your choice. But you're leaving a lot of money on the table if you don't put it in there. The thing is, if you're going to use scarcity and urgency, you've got to make it believable. You can't say, here's my ebook and there's only um, 25 downloads available. <laughs> but, I mean, as if. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it has to be believable. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to, and it has to be reasons why. You can't just say... Um, if you're going to make a claim or make a statement, say this is only for the next ten people only, um, then you have to tell them why. Yeah. Okay, so the reason why copy is, is powerful. So, um, so come up with the, um, the the greatest offer. It has to have a, a lot of attributes. It has to be uh, relevant to the market. It has to be unique. Okay, it has to be um, irresistible. Um, it has to be um, believable. And it also has to have scarcity and urgency. Brilliant. Thank you. Brett, where can we find out more about you and your products? Okay, cool. Thanks for asking. Um, well, my, at the moment, I've got, um, you know, my hub is really my blog, which is uh, brettthompson.com. It's Brett with one T and Thompson without a P. So brettthompson.com. Um, but just um, something, one of my most popular um, uh, short, uh, I early entry products is my book I wrote, which is Client Rush, um, which is a hardcover and on Kindle. So you can go, um, you can go to clientrushbook.com. That's clientrushbook.com. Or um, and I've put some um, train, which is a kind of a, a membership program together called Client Rush Central. Um, and I'm um, it's a great little community, and I'm uploading all my latest teachings in there. And um, and, and the cool thing is. I, um, it's stuff I'm doing right now. Um, it's very current, very, re- very relevant, um, and always uploading new content. And, um, and that's where I really delve in to teach people how, you know, the big idea training and how to find clients and, um, and, you know, how to improve your craft of copywriting. Um, all that good stuff. And a lot of interviews with, um, with, you know, people who are on the cutting edge right now as well. So, um, yeah, but anyway, that's, that's probably the, um, the best places to find me right now awesome brett thank you very much that's the end of today's show i definitely recommend that you go and check out brett's site and his book thank you for tuning in brett thank you for being on the show with me today i really appreciate it no it's a pleasure mate you um you make it very easy from our end mate with um, some great questions so it's just been a um been a enjoyable for me so thanks very much thank you the online marketing show every day with joseph bushnell Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.